this is franchising, so you've got to have grit. I mean, you've got to be willing to get in there and and uh, and and build that business. And so that's what that's what we look for in our owners: somebody that wants to come in, build a business, build something that could be a legacy for the family, for their family as well, and continue to grow from there. Welcome to Frank Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach and your podcast host. Today, we have a guest with us, uh, and we're excited to learn about a new franchise partner that we've not talked about and, and just really learn all about their amazing opportunities. We're excited to have a guest and, and again, learn from another franchise opportunity. But before we dive into all of that, let's, of course, first tell everybody who we are. Uh, Fran Coach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with well over 500 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own, and our goal of the Franchising 101 podcast series is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. All right, so that's us. Now let's get to the good stuff and our special guest. Joining us today is the Senior Vice President of Franchise Development for Bright Star Care, Mr. Pete First. Pete, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No, we are. It's all our, our pleasure. And we, I hope you're ready, brother. We got a bunch of questions for you. <laughs> so uh, when we, we definitely want to hear all about Brightstore and the business model and, and all the, the fantastic differentiators. But when we have our franchise guests on, I'd like to just, again, go to, go to the basics. We're franchising 101. Let's, let's start with the 101. Um, who is, I guess, kind of maybe Brightstore um, as a business uh, for the consumer, what are the services that you provide and, and talk a little uh, about the customer? I guess if you were just kind of giving us an ad to get a new customer, what would be, uh, what would that look like for everyone? Yeah. So, so Brightstar has been, Brightstar Care has been providing in-home home care for probably going on 20 years now. So we've got about 360 locations now around the U S and that encompasses a little over 200 franchise owners. Um, but, but we provide everything from, you know, companion care to, kid care to uh, to skilled care so we can keep mom and dad in the home a little bit longer. We have national accounts that we work with. We're, we're really able to uh, cover the full gamut and a, and a big portion of our business today uh, is starting to grow into that uh, B2B side with staffing uh, and working with some national accounts. So um, anything that that mom or dad may need in the home, we're able to provide that for them. Awesome. And, and my, my cheesy joke on that industry is that it is a booming industry and not going anywhere anytime soon. What's the, the I think the last time I look, looked at this, it's something like 10,000 people a day turn 65. Is that kind of in the ballpark still? That's yeah, that's exactly right. It just continues, continues to grow. And, and you're right. It, it's not going anywhere. And the, and, you know, with the, you know, just the timing on that, it's the runway for this is, you know, winds at our backs for this uh, type of a type of a concept, because that, that that demographic is just going to continue to rise and more and more 
families will have the need um, to be able to provide those services in the home. And that, that's really where this business is going. You know, being, people want to stay home longer. If, that, if there's anything that the pandemic showed us is that, uh, that, that staying home is a great place and um, brands like ours and others in this industry are, are well positioned to be able to provide that. Yeah, it just the ability to stay home versus. I mean, Grandma would have to really have pissed us off to 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 want to send her to 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 a home, right? If we can we can keep them there, um, and then I think the other thing that comes comes up with this industry too is it, we're we're mo- we're much more spread out from our families than maybe we were. Like you know, my my parents. I'm 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 52, right? And we're dealing with we've been dealing with this with my family, and I'm 2,000 miles away from my parents. Um, so being able to 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 find a service like Brightcare, Brightcare to come in, Brightstar to come into their home, so I know that they're safe, they're taken care of, and they still have the comforts of their home, right? It's just gonna again, it's it's something that's gonna gonna continue to grow and grow. So. Um, you mentioned the size, right? You've got well over 300 locations around the country and been around for a long time. Um, give us a little maybe kind of insight as the how Brightstar came came around and kind of the story behind that. Sure. So uh, Shelly's son is our founder and, and people in the franchising industry obviously know Shelly from uh, the growth of this business, from being the chairwoman of the IFA. So very active in franchising and very active on the on Capitol Hill with, on the political side as well for for you know, advocates for franchise businesses in general and and particularly our industry. So um, definitely a long, long history in franchise in there. So Shelly was a franchisee before she was a franchisor. So she was in hotels and and at the time realized that you know she had a business that she was just starting up that was was in home care. And she realized after going through uh, franchise training uh, in the hotel industry, she realized, you know, this is a brand, this is something that she could franchise. And so that's that's where this uh, was started, and it just continued to grow since then. So uh, the, the roots came from uh, a person who was uh, who's just super passionate about the industry, passionate about providing the best and highest standard of care, uh, and then had some uh, franchise background and realized that there was an opportunity here to take this, uh, uh, provide this service all across the country. Awesome. And so let's talk a little bit about the, the actual business model. And, and first up, from a from an owner perspective, um, I think sometimes there's a misconception, no matter what the industry, that the owner, number one, must have, you know, years and years and years of industry experience because they get that beat into their head in the corporate world, right? Um, or, and then number two is that they're the one in there taking care of grandma, um, talk to us a little bit about the, the owner life and kind of that, ba- that background piece. Cause that's a, that, that, that's a pretty, pretty much a rarity for you guys that they're coming in with healthcare experience. So what's uh, kind of that day in the life for, for an owner, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And we do not require to have, require a medical or healthcare background. We have, now that being said, we do have some hospital administrators that have taken over large agencies and are, you know, have, have grown uh, grown to some, you know, large scale uh, in revenue and, and that, but uh, for the most part, we have we're looking for uh, folks that are coming from corporate America. They were coming from uh, the business world. Some of our strongest owners have a great background in managing teams because a big part of what we're doing here is, uh, you know, we're working with caregivers and we're we're working with our internal staff. So it's you know, a typical day in the life is managing the 
office and managing the team and building the culture for what they're looking to develop uh, with their business and their community. So it's, it's definitely not, um, it's, it's, it's busy for sure. And it's a commitment because this is a full-time, um, you know, not an absentee type of a business. And, and the reason that it is for us is because we're not only doing the home care, but we're also, as I mentioned earlier, we've got, you know, the multiple revenue streams and you, you know, you essentially you've got multiple different businesses all underneath one bright star care umbrella which is pretty unique out there so having that business background being able to manage teams multitask uh, this is franchising so you've got to have grit i mean you've got to be willing to get in there and and uh and and build that business and so that's what that's what we look for in our owners somebody that wants to come in um build a business build something that uh could be a legacy for the family for their family as well and continue to grow from there Excellent. What what what's the the, the staff look like? We're, we definitely want to talk about the caregivers before we get to the caregivers, right? It's not just the owners not sitting in there at their kitchen table running this business. So, um, who are they kind of starting with, and how does that grow internally, kind of in that that office setting? Right. So so they have an office structure. So we you know they they are definitely in a you know in a commercial space as far as office or an office building. Um, goes, but uh, they'll have a director of nursing that will handle the medical side of things. Um, typically, they'll have an office manager that handles scheduling, and as they grow, they'll have a dedicated person that'll handle scheduling. Um, salesperson, the salesperson role has kind of changed, you know, due to the pandemic, because traditionally our salespeople would be out in the field, they'd be visiting uh, hospitals, they'd be visiting with discharge planners, and and you know, really getting out and hitting the street. Well, that that really changed because we couldn't get in anywhere, so. Um, so that salesperson now has, has evolved a little bit to being both a salesperson in the traditional sense, now that things are starting to open back up again, but also somebody that's real good with working uh, national accounts and, and outreach to, to uh, national accounts, either via the phone or being active on social media. We're really aggressive with that. One of the things that you uh, mentioned earlier is that, that you're you know, several hundred miles or thousand miles away from your family. Um, that we, we hear that a lot and, and with our active, you know, pay-per-click advertising and the social media that we have and, and the website that we have, um, for our franchisees, we, we, we do get inquiries all across the country and help put those loved ones and, you know, provide them with care, even though that their, you know, children or whoever's making that decision aren't in the same city. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So the... Talk a little bit about the, the revenue streams because they're again key differentiator for Brightstar is this right. Most everybody in this industry is doing the, the non medical, um, and you know for for good reason because there's so much of it out there, um, and you can grow a nice business with that. But talk about some of those additional things that um, you know. Let's go into that a little bit more so people get an understanding of of how big of a business you can really really be able to to, to grow and expand with Brightstar. Sure. One of the things that, that Shelly decided to do early on was, was ensure that we were joint commission accredited. So <clears throat> what that is, it's the highest accreditation you can get. And it's, so it's similar to the, uh, what the, well, it's the same as what the Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, you know, some of the top hospitals in the world, um, that's the same accreditation they have. So all of our franchisees have that, which, which um, you know, provides them with a leg up just, you know, in general with your discharge planners who are very familiar with that. And then you have, um, uh, that, that also takes us into skilled care. So we're able to provide additional medical type services in the home 
and you, I'm sure you've heard hospital in the home and some, some discussions on that topic, you know, we're really at the forefront of that. So we're able to provide things, you know, like infusions and other types of uh, medical type pr procedures and services in the home where it's nice and safe and, and mom and dad don't have to be transported and it's just a, an easier way to go. So that's, a, that's an area of significant growth. And as we talk to people, we talked to a lot of people that are that have an, have independent agencies and not affiliated with a franchise. And one of the things that they're most interested in is being able to grow that skilled business because it is it is something that will continue on. And as as things evolve, as more more and more families want to stay home longer, that's a, a huge opportunity. So that's that's that portion of it. And then we provide staffing. So you know, if the staffing business for some is is monstrous i mean it could be it's it's its own standalone alone business uh during covid we were able to take advantage of opportunities and were were uh, we were lucky enough and honored to participate in some of the of the vaccine trials so we were able to our, our franchisees uh, were very active with that covid testing was was a huge part of the business um that we were able to provide to keep you know to keep businesses open and keep our essential services running uh, we provided a lot of a lot of testing around the country for that, and that continues today. And it's also starting to kick back in with some of as schools start to go back. So some of the colleges and some of the high schools and other places that they'll have the need uh, for testing as well. And we're already we already have accounts set up for that uh, to provide that. So lots of different opportunities, and and you know there's different ways to grow this business. You tend to find a niche that you're in, but know that you have um, you have these other areas that you can that you can build upon. You can almost set up, uh, you know, have a separate salesperson for national accounts and somebody else that's running uh, the day-to-day -day home care business. And it, it could it, it has it has the opportunity to scale. And we have franchisees that have really taken advantage of that. Essentially, you've got the ability to be whatever somebody needs like you're you're their go-to for it we're there yeah right exactly. so we're, we're, yeah which so, is amazing so, yeah so i mean so and it shows in the numbers too so if you, if you look at our system-wide sales you know we're up on a, on a per location basis we're up over two million so revenue is there um national accounts provides a, a solid portion of that you know, as you start to to grow and scale the business um territory wise you know we, we've got open territories available and you know our population base for our territories is is in that 250 to 300,000 range so it tend to be a little bit larger um, than than some of the um, some of the competitors out there but we also want to be able to provide more services along with the five with the, with the additional revenue streams uh, to more folks so we just feel like that a little bit larger territory gives our franchisees uh, a great foundation to build from and I think this is an industry, there's, there's there's a few out there, but this is one from our standpoint, we'll pretty consistently get somebody saying, well, geez, there's a lot of competition. Well, geez, no kidding, because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of old people and there's there's a lot of competition for cheeseburgers too, but there's how many different things out there, right? But the, the, the thing to know, right, you've got a territory quarter of a million plus, um, I, I would just say kind of industry-wide that usually is at least... 20,000 seniors and and I don't know how how much you're comfortable speaking with those so if nothing else I can give like industry overview but a lot of times you can get 40 to 50 clients um and be well over a million dollars in revenue so you need a 
like a minuscule, like one tenth of one percent of your population, your demographic basically to have a million dollar business. So you're talking about even giving larger uh, kind of chunks of area for your for your owners, which again would throw in the different revenue streams as makes makes it easy for them to grow huge businesses, which is fantastic. Yeah, there, there's definitely opportunity there. And part of that too goes back to our national accounts. We have a centralized intake. So if a national account calls, we've, we've got kind of like a, you know, one number that they can call. And then we're able to, to send that, that referral out to the neighboring, fran- you know, the franchise who's ever in that territory. If they can't take it, it goes to the neighbor. And the goal with us is to get, get a response very quickly so we can keep that business within BrightStar. Um, so, it, you know, because some, it may have been a skilled case that some, that, that a franchisee may have been newer and they aren't, they were not ready to do skilled yet, but we want to make sure that we have that account handled. So, um, that's part of, part of the way that we lay our territories too, is to have them contiguous with each other. So we have that, the ability to, to share that business with those who are ready to take it. Are are you able to kind of share with us maybe an example or two of, of a national account, what that would, what that would look like? Yeah, it, it could be an insurance company. Uh, we do. It could be. Um, well, for example, we're working with a large. Gro- I, I can't give names, but we're working with a large grocery chain on the west coast to do um, testing and to pro- provide vaccinations. So, you know, that's an opportunity. We are working with large some of the larger pharmacies as well. Um, so these are these are you know significant national accounts. The, the Veterans Administration, the VA, is a big part of what we're of our growth for uh, 2021 and into 2022. A lot of opportunity there. In fact, we brought in uh, a new salesperson to handle that portion of our national accounts. And that's something to note too, is from a from the home office perspective. And we have a team of, of folks working on national accounts in various specialties. So we brought somebody in with, with a uh, background, a military background. And what that does is it allows us and him to navigate the waters of dealing with the VA and and dealing with with other uh, accounts that that work with the military. It's been a you know it's been a great resource to this point. We we can just see that that part of the business continue to grow. So for a bright a bright star owner, they're let's say I'm a bright star owner. I'm getting ready to open up my new office. There's a good chance I'm going to already have some business, or we'll get some very quickly just from the national accounts, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is definitely. That's and it just continues to grow because I mean, there's there's nothing better for a national account to have one company to call um, because that that can handle it versus them having to, you know, call through 200 different offices to see who's the right one. There we have one one phone number they call that, and, and we're able to get them connected with the location across the country that they need. So it just, it simplifies things on their end. And that's the same thing with, with our business having, you know, being able to provide both the non-medical and the skilled care is that for a discharge planner at a hospital or for uh, some, any of our referral sources, they know that, that Brightstar can take care of it. So, and they can, they can handle the, the needs of that, Client and and they can do that with one call versus having to kind of search for others that maybe will handle it. Gotcha. So, so you've got a you get the caregivers and there's going to be a really wide range of kind of what their what their backgrounds 
um, could potentially look like, but maybe give us just kind of a, a, a quick overview on, you know, the caregivers and, and kind of that, that process of being able to, uh, to kind of find them and retain them. Yeah, recruiting and retention obviously is is the hot topic in this industry in general. I mean that that's a that that is a challenge that I think everybody has, and and the way that our most successful franchisees look at it is they they have two um, two businesses that they run. They run their home care business and their day to day business with with the Bright Star Care franchise, but then the other business that they run is is working with their caregivers because you need to. You need to nurture the caregiving team. You need to, um, uh, you, you know, hire right, but then retain them uh, as well. So we have a, several different programs that we uh, work on a recruiting basis. Uh, we've got uh, a recruiting team as well internally, who that's their sole focus. So one of the things that we did during uh, the pandemic is that we, you know, we switched our advertising to to go from consumer facing to, you know, to trying to find more business to actually looking for caregivers online and, and on television ads. So our, our messaging shifted to focus on, you know, join the, the best and the brightest. And that's what we're looking for with our caregiving team. So, you know, it's things like that. We have a, we have a nurse of the year award and caregiver of the year award that, that we, um, the franchisees nominate their people for and their teams, team members for, and then we have a, a you know, big to do at the, at the national conference. And it's a, a great reward for them, for their, for, for the work that they do. And that's a, you know, that's a video, several videos that are utilized, you know, via social media, TV ads um, to promote that as well. So, you know, it's, it, we want to be the employer of choice. The successful franchisees have great relationships and, and just understand how to build that, uh, build the caregiving team. And, and uh, the director of nursing plays a big part of that as well, you know, being the leader and, and um, being able to, um, to, to provide the shifts that, that the team needs and that the caregivers want. And uh, our technology platform actually helps that too, because they, they can, you know, they're able to electronically tell us what their availability is and how we can incorporate that into their schedule, how many hours that they would like. Um, so technology-wise, we're doing a lot of things that, to make things that much easier for the caregiver as well. Nice. Well, and it, I think it's one of the very, very few industries, maybe the only one, where it's a good chance you're going to have more caregivers on your roster as staff than clients. Um, because you gotta build, kind of build that bench, but that's where I think it's it's cool with you guys. You've got that staffing component too, so you may have your own clients, but you may work with other agencies that need or the actual in person facilities. Um, you you become kind of their staffing arm as well. Again, back to back to those additional revenue streams. Yeah, we did that a lot, and and provide those services a lot to um, to assisted living and to nursing homes and and. Uh, folks that need staff that, that way too. It's they, being able to uh, call us to fill those shifts. Uh, it just it continues to, well, obviously great revenue source for our franchisees, but it's another um, easy call and easy peace of mind to fill the shift for the uh, community or facility of itself. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, the other piece of this, you talked about, you know, just kind of high level. Anytime we talk money, uh, investment revenues. I always want to kind of give the, the to disclaimer to people, right? There's franchisors can't say, oh my gosh, you're going to make 
X amount of money, uh, we can give reports of what the, the costs and the fees, a, a range for a total investment would be, um, all things listed in the franchise disclosure document. We can kind of report how much revenue people own. Part of our process with clients, we help them kind of figure all of that out, right? But you mentioned just a little over $2 million on your average for kind of a mature location. Um, what's, what's the investment look like to, to get started with something like this that could be a multi-million dollar business? Yeah, so you're, you'll, you'll be in that, you know, low end 150, you know, on up. We, we tell franchisees and candidates to plan on about 300,000. That gives you your working capital going into the next year um, as well. So, it, you know, just to be, just to have some cushion there um, is always a good thing. But in that 100, 100 to 200 range is, is uh, handles, you know, almost all of the startup and and enough to get you going for sure. So it's when you look at, uh, you know, we've always been listed as one of the top um, low investment brands out there. Um, you know, so we've got, you've got the ability to come in with very little investment relative to say, you know, doing something that's bricks and mortar or, you know, restaurant or something along those lines uh, and have the opportunity to build a significant business. And I think it's one thing that's maybe a little people don't realize when they first start looking at franchises, you think, well, I've got to invest more to make more, but it's usually a kind of an inverse relationship to that, right? You could have, you know, a, you know, your, your favorite little sandwich shop might be a half a million dollar total investment that's going to make five, $600,000 a year in revenue. Or we can spend, I don't know, a fraction of that for a bright star and have four, five, six times the revenue potential. So um, it's it's crazy with that. What a what an amazing opportunity you can you you can have with something that doesn't require much space, much overhead. Um, and then in this case, not that not that a good sandwich doesn't make us happy because I'm hungry for lunch right now. So a sandwich should make me happy. But this is a feel good, make a huge difference in the community type of business that, oh, by the way, you can make a heck of a lot of money at. So um, fantastic. Um, Pete, what else maybe would you like us to know that we haven't really talked about yet? Well, I think we've, you know, we have covered a lot of ground, I think it, it, as well. So, you know, one of the things that um, that we probably didn't didn't really touch on, but should is just uh, we do have our own proprietary technology, so that's something that we have uh, available to our franchisees. It's a it's a system that we've built internally and support internally. So that that's something that's uh, different than others out there and is, is uh, a big potential di- differentiator for us. It it helps simplify the business immensely. So the, a new franchise owner coming in doesn't have to worry about the technology side. And then I think another key point and this will be the last one, is, is that Shelly, as our CEO and founder, she's still actively involved in the business. So there are many uh, home health care companies out there that have uh, expanded to private equity or sold to private equity. And because we're still founder-led, and we're one of only two left, I think, two or three, uh, because we're still founder-led, you know, that, that allows us to make decisions that are more longer term. So when it comes to a technology decision or it comes to a, a way to continue to grow the business for uh, for our franchisees and make decisions that are going to benefit franchisees long term, we just have a longer runway than uh, than some than a brand who may be you know owned by private equity that's looking at a three to five year flip. So 
Um, couple of, couple of key points, just kind of on a macro scale. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's different in that situation, right? It's it's still this is still her baby, so she's going to make sure everybody's got everything that they need to be successful, which is yeah. which is fantastic. Um, Pete, Pete, thanks so much, man, for joining us. Uh, this has been fantastic, and we, we definitely enjoyed having you and, and learning a little bit about Brightstar. Sounds awesome. Thanks a lot, Tim. Uh, and thank everyone else for joining us uh, for another episode of the Franchising One One Podcast Series. So I hope this will help enlighten those interested in franchise ownership to some of the amazing possibilities that are out there. Um, If you enjoy the podcast, uh, please make sure if you haven't already subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, YouTube, and all of, all of your social media. Also check out our franchising uh, 101 podcast website, which is literally franchising 101 podcast.net. And if you'd like to learn more about potentially becoming a franchise owner, click the link in your podcast window or find us online Um, there's never any fee for our service. So we encourage you to take that first step today to help create your better tomorrow. Thanks everyone for tuning in, stay safe, and we look forward to connecting very soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.